This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No one ever thinks about the crew below the decks They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play Yo-ho, yo-ho, We're heading up the gangplank and going down below Bravo! Hey gang, welcome back to another Gangplank Report. Adrienne is in the Bahamas on charter. She was here for the live tweet last night, but she has guests that she has to feed. So we are lucky enough to have Roy back with us. Hi, buddy. How are you? Hi, Jen. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. And I've thanks missed for having me back. You. I've missed I miss you, you too. Yeah. I miss you too. So nice to step in. We Braden. haven't been talking as much about this. We've both had busy lives going on. We have, haven't we? I'm anxious to hear all your insights into sailing yacht. Oh, it's going to be a nice catch up. It'd be a nice catch up there. Well, this is episode eight and Bravo called it Big Fender Energy. And I think they're getting better at their titles a little bit. I've got to give them a little credit. It's much better than last year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they are, aren't they? But I think we're just going to go with Faceplant. Yep. Because it happened in more ways than one on this. So... We're going to go with that and we'll get the rapid recap out of the way and then we'll get to talking about this episode. Okie dokie. The fight between Daisy and Gary wraps up with a walk-off by Gary. Tension continues as Daisy vents to Gabby and Gary vents to Colin. Some tiny house-sized fenders are added to docking because of the high wind and the painted over scars from last season's dock crash. Though Gabby has some experience as Dex do, neither she nor Ashley nor Daisy seem prepared for the cluster stuff that the docking turned into. The guests depart and leave a $21,000 tip and a lot of gratitude. Glenn decided to give Tom a third of his share for the day he worked and let the crew split the rest. Ashley proves her skills at ingratiating herself with Daisy, and Gabby feels like she's not making headway in proving herself. That energy rolls over between Gabby and Marcos and things get heated and uncomfortable. Back at the boat, Gary and Kelsey skip the after party and go to sleep. The rest of the crew hit the drinks hard and it has Gabby slithering out of the hot tub and into Gary's bed. Ashley's fuming that Gary kissed her but is in bed with Gabby and face plants into her cabin door from the top bunk. The next morning, Ashley doesn't wake up Gabby, so Gabby starts late and she realizes she's not making the impression she wants to. Daisy is fed up with both of them drinking straight liquor and pleads with them to dial it back. All of the criticism is making Gabby feel like she doesn't want to be on the boat. 
The guests are about to arrive and the champagne glasses Gabby is carrying fall and break. Teamwork gets the cleanup finished quickly and the guests are none the wiser. The storm the night before created some big swells and the show ends with a bang of sliding glass doors, unfortunately, with Gary's fingers in between. And that's your rapid recap. So what did you think of last night? Mm, interesting one last night compared to last week's one where Tom was relieved of his duties. Yes. Where did you stand on that before we get into this week? Were you okay with him going? Did you think he deserved another shot? I think in the safety of the crew and the vessel, uh, it was best to let him go because like uh, Glenn said, you couldn't trust him on night watch. He trusted Kelsey and slept well because she knew mm-hmm. what she was doing. But after that into it, Tom is like, once he got away with it, second time, you know, it could be complete disarray and people's lives are at stake. So I'm afraid I had to let him go, unfortunately. Yeah, so anyway. that's a good point. I agree with you. But yeah, last night was a different tone. I'm starting to get different feelings about different members of the crew. Where are you at with all of them? I agree with you here. I'll tell you one for starters, Marcos. Mm-hmm. Okay? I loved him the from the start, and I'm seeing some cracks in him now, maybe seeing more of a side of what he really is. I'm not saying he's a bad guy or anything like that, but I mm-hmm. think it's also language communication, which is uh, his letdown. Yeah, I think there are some communication issues I was surprised how quickly he went to the idiot and to the F off. And I feel like we haven't seen a lot of their interaction Mm -hmm. in the nights off. So I don't know if there's buildup that we haven't been clued into Uh that we're just finally seeing the explosion because I don't want to put it all on either one of them with no context. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. But I wasn't happy with how either of them were going about it. Mm. Gabby's got kind of a personality that I understand because I'm that Uh way, like very blunt and straightforward and just tells it like she sees it. And Mm. from personal experience, that can bite you in the butt really quickly (laughs) because not everybody wants to hear your brutal honesty. (laughs) Yeah, especially when they're drunk as well. (laughs) Right, yeah. And I think that might be what was ruffling Marcos's feathers. It's probably a build-up. I reckon it's been a build-up. Like you said, we haven't seen the complete interactions. All we've seen is a cherry on the cake with the icing on top. Everything is all gloss, gloss, gloss. Well, and the Mm -hmm. focus was on Gabriella and Ashley. And, you know, we were focused more on that and Gary. And now it's moving slightly backwards. We're seeing a bit more Kelsey, which is fantastic. But the Marcus and Gabby thing, I think that was basically, I don't know, it might have been amplified a bit more because they were drunk and dinner. And it was, you know, when the people are drunk, it all comes out then, doesn't it? And right. it's like the next day, you can't remember half of what you said and all kissing and cuddling and hugging each other again. But I don't know, there might be something with Marcus and Gabriella, which I think is not gelling too well. And, and we're starting to see the cracks slightly now. And I think poor Gabby's like, basically with everything going on, she's like, but as we saw, she's like saying, I've had enough of this. And what a person to confine in, Ashley, of all people, honestly. I know. Oh, my goodness. I wanted to shake her. Like, what are you thinking of all people on the boat to take a secret to? That is not the one. <laughs> I think, because I, I don't drink, so I don't get ever blind drunk. So I think I've seen everyone do that stage. It's like the either really aggressive drunk or the I love you drunk. It doesn't matter if it's your worst enemy. I love you. You know, yeah. next morning, like, did I? Did I? I don't remember doing that. And I think that's, all, that's what we're seeing a bit now. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, 
Gabby, you shouldn't have gone to Ashley at all. I'm so sorry, girl. Unlike Jen, she should have reached for the TV and just given a good shaking there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think she messed up there. I also think once you get in a mindset of I'm screwing mm-hmm. up, you yeah. tend to make that a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's what Tom had. Right. Because he, he didn't feel it from Glenn or the others and stuff like that. So he just wanted to prove himself, but he was making more mistakes than actually just carrying on as normal and uh, no no issues or hassles at all. Right. And I think if Gabby wasn't so in her head about it, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be snowballing the way that it is. Yeah. Because I don't think that she's seeing that everybody's getting critiques. I think Uh she hears the critiques and thinks that she's the only one getting it, which when she was talking to both of them the morning after the face plant, Uh she even said, you can't be getting into Gary's bed when he's sleeping and Ashley can't be falling out of her bed drunk. (laughs) And so she said it about both of them, but in Gabby's head, it was more about her. Mm -hmm. So... I think by taking it so much to heart that she's spiraling a little bit. And I'm not sure that she's going to last. There are two things you can do in that situation. You can push through or you can bail. It's kind of a fight or flight thing. And I feel like she's going to choose flight. I'm not sure. Let's hope not. I mean, she she did say she wants to get through the end of the charts. And I think at the end of the last show... You can actually see her saying, I've got to get out of here, you know, when she's talking to Daisy one to one. So we'll probably see that next week. And let's see what happens, whether Daisy convinces her to stay or whether Gabby says, you know, I'll stay on and just plod through it regardless. Right. But I think when you put that out there, uh-huh. especially to a manager, and I mean, I know Ashley blabbed at first, which we've already yeah. said she was not mm-hmm. the person to confide in. But I think when you put that out there to a manager, they start trusting you less, I think, because they don't know that you're fully invested anymore. And Mm -hmm. I think that will only make things worse. So if she's on a fine line and we see her in the previews talking to Daisy, I think that Uh line is going to go more towards her not wanting to be there. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens coming up. We'll have to wait and see. But As far as Gary and Daisy's fight went, Uh where did you land on that? Whose side were you on? I understand Gary's point of view. There's no interior out whilst guests have like woken up at a crack of dawn and the only people around are deck crew. And I think in reality, deck crew are quite flexible. You know, regardless of uh, there's no interior around, they run and get a drink or coffee or get someone to help. Uh, right. I think Gary overreacted, but the problem being is we're seeing them post, well, sort of like a hangover period, aren't we? Right. We're seeing them hangover periods, like with a meeting, the girls, interior meeting, not best time to have a meeting first thing when they're still hungover from night before. And, you know, Daisy saying, don't go to this bed, don't play musical beds or whatever. And yeah. Gary. And then you've got Gary there, he might be slightly on edge, even though he did get a bit of sleep, but I'm sure there's a, all the private sleep really badly with a whole lot of them. Um, mm-hmm. So I think they're just all on edge, aren't they? But with that conversation, he was a bit harsh to Daisy, I think. He was a bit harsh, and Daisy was just replying back to him, and she was defending herself, like saying, you know, fine, you know, we, we'll get the girls up a bit early next time in, in sync with your guys, you know, so you shall have someone from interior on deck ready for the guests if they wake up crack of dawn. You know, most of these guys don't even wake up till whatever time they want to wake up, really. Right. So, uh, but yeah, he, he was a bit harsh to her, I thought. I'm sure they'll kiss and make up later on and uh, 
or that might even just leave something in the back of their minds. Or with Gary, I think it just blows over after two seconds. But I think with Daisy, that'll probably mull in her mind. And she just put that in that little shelf bit of yeah. uh, negatives against Gary, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I think she resolved it pretty much when they went out to dinner. I think when she yeah. had the talk, I think Gary was already over it by then. Yeah, but exactly. She wasn't quite. And I think she got mm. to a point where she was. And I do see her side of it. It's not that I don't. And I do feel like the deck crew has to. I just felt like with them being down a man. Exactly. Yeah. That you do have to be more conscientious. But in the same token, she can't rewind time and have no. Gabby wake up at six. So it's done and yeah. over and you don't mm. need to beat it to death. No. Yeah. Was that the morning Gabby woke up late? It was, wasn't it? No, that was the morning. No, that, that was from that, last when I had charter. People. Yeah. Right. So yeah. That was from last charter. And yep. Daisy had told her to get up mm-hmm. at seven because yep. they had done the talent show. Because there's a certain amount of time that they're supposed to have to sleep. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. Daisy pushed her on deck back to seven o'clock. So uh, gotcha gotcha yeah so that day was a non-charter day uh when gabby woke up late unfortunately yes it was a non-charter minutes. day they were supposed to be up yeah. at 10 i didn't feel like when gabby was being sarcastic to ashley and you're going to hear me defend ashley here and lord only knows what that means with the universe it <laughs> might be armageddon or something but <laughs> I don't think it's Ashley's responsibility to wake Gabby up. Would it have been a nice thing to do? Yes. But I don't expect nice things from people who aren't nice to me. No, you just have to rely on yourself for that one. Right. So going at her and saying, oh, thanks for waking me up. And to keep pushing that, I can see where that's only going to cause more difficulty and more problems. So Mm -hmm. that I can understand being annoyed because Mm -hmm. yes, Ashley could have, but it's not her job to, it's your job to get up. And that was one time when I was just like, up. that was a little too far for me, Gabby, because you have to be in charge of your own schedule, your own life. Nobody should have to do that for you. Is it a kind thing Uh to do? Of course. But in the end, the buck stops with you. And Mm -hmm. so I didn't think that was Ashley's bad. I defended her once. There we go. That's that's all you're getting from me. But Gabby, I've noticed she's a very heavy sleeper, isn't she, that little girl? Yeah. She slept through the uh, dragging the anchor. Yeah. And then she crawled into <laughs> Gary's bed. All that drama was going on with Ashley and all the screaming and shouting. Mm-hmm. And Gary was up. Gabby was dead for the world. You know, yep. it could be World War Three out there. She'd still be snoring away in the land yep. of somewhere. <laughs> Bless her. I would love to have a shot at a night of sleep like that. That would be golden. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> I did like that we're seeing more of Kelsey and her personality. She's very yeah. quirky and fun. It's good to see that we're getting more of her now. And she does seem like a team player because she had only had like four hours sleep when they had to get those big fenders out. And she got up to do that and then went back down after. But that whole thing seemed very amateur hour to me. And I don't know how long they had those big fenders, but it seemed extremely disorganized. And to have people who aren't normally deck crew doing it made it seem worse, I think. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit of fun, wasn't it? It was like having interior do deck. And deck, right. do interior. That'd be quite funny, you know, uh, you know, swapping roles. But 
some of the stuff that was coming out of us said to myself, like Ashley's like saying, Glenn says, Oh, judge the distance to me. And basically she goes, Oh, I don't know meters. And what was it Adrian put up on the face? Oh face. my gosh, I uh, saw that. <laughs> yeah, she measures and things more in inches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she goes, then she goes to Colin and like he's like that. Oh, Gary told me to stick it in this hole there. And I'm like, my, my warp mic. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely ripe with double entendre last night. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> it's just open for it, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah. The, the, I mean, the girls did well. They did well. And it was nice to see the chef come up and boil. I think the only other time I've seen the chef come up, mm-hmm. I think it was with the Brew Boys. Was it Kevin? His name was the chef. Yeah, he came mm-hmm. up. Uh, yeah. Mr. Line. Dobson. Yes. Dobson, that's it, Mr. Dobson. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to see all hands up. But like you said, it was a bit amateurish. It was like uh, Gary shouting all the commands. And he was basically like, uh, Gary knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Colin knew what he was doing. Kelsey knew what she was doing pretty much. But, you know, the others were just like there for extra hands. You're just fine. It's better to have extra hands than no hands. But sometimes extra hands who are incompetent is worse than having good hands or no yeah. hands. <laughs> and I think that that was probably the vibe that I was catching because knowing that the guests are standing there watching it yeah it made me uncomfortable I was like oh you know why do you have to see them be like this because they're so much better than this it should be like military precision you know it should be done no shouting no screams or anything right yeah but I do have to say I really enjoyed those guests I thought that they were so much more grateful than a lot of the guests we see very not only did they leave a decent tip but they were very complimentary to each of the people and it was nice to see people who appreciate the effort that the crew puts in and doesn't treat them like decor I would say those guests that we saw last night lovely lovely party Mm -hmm. were basically what I think would be dream guests to come on board, you know, right. no dramas, no late night staying up drunk until three in the morning, keeping all the staff awake and causing having a phone party or whatever like that. Right. But what I think at the primary cake okay, looked like he had a walkie talkie on him all the time, one in the back pocket with an aerial sticking out. And when he actually leaves after hard handing Glenn the envelope or the tips, you actually see him holding like a handheld radio in his hand all the time. I don't know what that was about. I don't know. I honestly didn't notice that. It wasn't a mobile phone. It was definitely a two-way radio of an area. That's weird. I don't know. Mm. I didn't notice that. And whenever I see something like that, I always assume it's like a mic pack thing. Yeah, it might have been actually a mic pack. Yeah, it might have been a mic pack. He didn't want it strapped on him so he decided to carry it. Whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, it might have been that. Fair enough. Yeah, but I thought that they were very gracious and I would like to see more guests like that and less of the chuck and erica type guests and just see people enjoying themselves which is lovely and let the actual drama unfold i'm not a fan of adjusting the circumstances to create drama Uh yeah i'm tired of seeing that in so many shows i think the show itself provides enough well i mean we saw with those swells that they had Mm. because of the storm the night before i mean it was nice for them in a sense because the boat got a nice bath and all they had to do Uh was shammy (laughs) but in the other sense with 
having to deal with those swells and even with the sales up, it was still, there was a lot of healing going on. Oh yeah. I think some of the staff was actually saying they were feeling seasick. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I've ever heard them talking about that so much. It was more of a rocking instead of just a leaning to one side. Yeah. And when those doors started slamming, I can Ooh. only imagine how expensive those are. And so to get yeah. those secure, but as heavy as they are, I'm curious what's going to happen with Gary's hand. I've shut my hand in a car door before uh-huh. and it was extremely painful. I was surprised he could hold his major scream for as long as he did until he got down in the cabin. Yeah. Mm, I hope he hasn't broken anything because those doors have a lip on them. I know that for a fact, you know, a weather strip lip. So that mm-hmm. acts like a guillotine. So oh. when that slanders hand, I could feel it. I could actually feel it. He's probably broken his finger, the poor fella. Yeah. So with already being a person down and Glenn is saying that the new guy's not going to come until after this charter and Mm -hmm. Gary with a mangled hand, we'll have to see how all of this plays out. We see Colin Moore on deck for the ladies' favorite. Colin will be on deck. Yeah, I I can't say that I'm (laughs) sad about that. I am not sad about that at all. Do you know what my problem is? I quickly just go off track slightly, okay? Uh-huh. I'm watching Down Under, okay? Mm-hmm. You're probably watching it as well, and so yep. many other people, yeah? Mm-hmm. I'm getting cross-wired because I was binge-watching Down Under because they just, like, threw so many episodes out in one go. I was going, well, hey, you know, this is fantastic. Right. That's my son that you occupied. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching this, and I'm watching Sailing, and I'm mm-hmm. going, where's that horrible little chef gone? Oh, no, this is Sailing. I'm getting... <laughs> Where's that? Where's that? Where's the, where's the nasty little deckhand? Oh, sorry, this is sailing now. And, oh, and I said, Where's Mag for the stew? Oh, no, 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 no. It's uh, basically Gabby and Ashley. I'm, I'm really getting cross wired here. I'm going, Where's the hunky Captain Jason? I'll tell you what, even though I'm straight <laughs> heterosexual, I saw that guy with his top of and I went, Flipper and heck, honestly. And I'm watching you ladies out there going swooning around and going, Wow. I am still <laughs> swooning over Glenn. Speak for yourself, my friend. <laughs> but no, I have had the same experience with getting my wires crossed. And yeah. I am better about sailing out because we do this every week. I'm yeah. having trouble. There is zero way that we could have covered both of them because (laughs) yeah I can't keep all of their names straight I have a couple here and there but they're all too similar like I get confused with Jamie and there's Jamie and Jason and Benny and then there's the I can never remember his name the guy who's kind of like Colin not this Colin med Colin the med Colin the guy who said he was the entertainment director. Oh, yes. I, the one I call uh, the insurance salesman with yeah. nice teeth. What's his name? He's a lovely chap, isn't he? Yeah, I know who you think yeah but I can't. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like if I was only watching one at a time, I would know him. Uh-huh. He's that forefront of a character and I can't yeah. keep it straight. I, there's just too many people and too many names involved. So It is, isn't it? It's, it's getting a bit too much now. <laughs> I have decided actually that I'm going to wait on my binge. I watched the first four episodes episodes okay and uh-huh. i am going to wait on my binge until after sailing yacht is done because without having the pressure of having to podcast it there's no reason yeah. for me to push myself and not enjoy it because i do i find myself getting stressed out as i'm watching now who is this and 
Why can't I remember <laughs> what their relationship is? And where did this fight come from? Plus, oh. Ryan is a giant tool and I'm not in the mood to watch him right now. <laughs> 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 so. Oh, Captain Jason gives it to him proper. I do too. I do too. I would like to see a chef get canned, to be quite honest. He oh. is going around saying that he was purposely playing the villain. And so, again, this is that scenario that I don't like where people think that they have to do something to jazz this up no this show has been going on for 12 years you're not some bright spark that they need you to get us excited about the show and the series we're all fans of it already yeah just do your job how about that exactly yeah. I mean I've got Josh and Jason uh for for Down Under for their mm-hmm. podcast and uh, the video thing so that that keeps me going so yeah that's good Good. And then maybe we can cover in about a decade's time, you know, when it's yeah. on the below deck under 10, you know, we do a recap on number one. We'll recap on number one. We'll do a flashback, flashback recaps. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for filling in for A and joining me. Like I said at the beginning, I have missed you. It's been good to hear your voice and hear your takes on the people this season. Thank you. And we'll have to keep in better touch if life lets us. Absolutely. Just a quick one. Uh, Did Uh you ever watch the Bravo recap with the sailing number three lot when they had the little confessionals? No, I didn't. When they just went through the crew, the only person they didn't go through was Tom. And they're going through the crew saying, you know, what's your confessional? Daisy admitted that she had something in the master whilst the guests were on board. Mm-hmm. Gary's, I think you've done a whole dock of females or whatever in the past. <laughs> uh, and so forth. And then they, asked, then they asked Kelsey, confessional, what's the worst thing you've done? And her response was so funny. That's why I love her so much. She goes, I ate some cake. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's on. Everyone else is going about their antics about, you know, yeah. fun, hopping around and stuff. And she goes, I ate cake. Actually, I ate two. Maybe it was three. Like that. <laughs> she She's is brilliant. adorable. I do. I yeah. really like her. My goodness. It, it's just like weird, high energy with just something very mild going on. You know, it's like <laughs> so much energy for such a little <laughs> non-major life thing. She just cracks me up. I don't know. I'm glad so we're funny. seeing more of her. But right. thank you all so much for joining us and listening. We will have a super fan this week. It will be me and my daughter, Chef Kelsey Sentney. She is coming back when A is away. Mother and daughter will play. So you will hear that tomorrow. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott, performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off, me hearties. <laughs> <laughs>